another quaint League One team dispatched. Here on the Always Americast, Sheffield Wednesday opinion with an American accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. I've had a long day. Um, I don't know if I've hydrated properly. And also this uh, 32-ounce Crowler has been sitting in my fridge for a, f- a few weeks. So I figured it saves me a trip uh, in between the first half of the show and second half of the show to refill my drink. It is, uh, again, from Bewilder Brewing Company in downtown Salt Lake City. And this is actually, uh, it's a seasonal. It's their Pumpkin English Amber. I am not usually a fan of pumpkin beers as a general rule. But this is quite good. Uh, the pumpkin is very subtle. It's not like overly baking spicy. And other than that, it's just like a, it's just an English amber, you know, with a little bit of pumpkin in there. Uh, it's quite drinkable. I assume it's 5% because everything in Utah has to be 5% or less on draft. Joining me as usual to recap the Cheltenham game and look ahead Twitter is coming up. I believe it's Cambridge. I have not uh, put together an agenda. It's been one of those days. But to carry the preview load, at least, if nothing else, probably the whole show, it's our New England Owl, Justin Disberger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Uh, can I just quickly say uh, 100% with you on the pumpkin, pumpkin anything. Mm. So many pumpkin beers, it just tastes like somebody put artificial pumpkin flavoring in and too much of it, or mm. as you pointed out, they spice it up to try to cover up the artificialness. So I, I'm impressed you found something that yeah, it's just uh, it's like a nice actually a, tastes genuine. It's just an amber lager with like yeah. On the end, you're like, oh, I'm drinking a pumpkin beer. It's fine. Well, I am on the council pop tonight. Mm. The sparkling uh, lime tinted uh, council pop. Uh, usually, uh, I can make a run from summer through uh and get to thanksgiving before i need to take a little break but uh this is a fun summer and been a, a challenging start to the school year so uh console pop it up for a couple of weeks uh clean the old system out and uh be ready to pick it back up as uh the weather gets colder right in time for the uh crowded holiday fixture schedule or the world cup whatever which whatever will require drinking <laughs> speaking of uh large gatherings for soccer that we know and love well on this show by special request his request although he's always welcome to come on to give a little plug for our 2023 oa away day in south carolina it's tommy Byrne. tommy first of all what are you drinking and then what's going on man good evening i am uh i'm having a moscow mule uh with uh, Kettle One and uh, some local ginger beer. In a very it's, large glass, we should say. It's a, uh, I, it's, it's a pint glass. <laughs> it's a proper pint glass. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm having a little Moscow Mule, and I'm here to promote um, Away Away 2023. So. The only thing that could ever get me to go to South Carolina. <laughs> Literally me, because I'm so handsome. <laughs> so we know. So we know what you're drinking. Where will we be drinking? The real question. Well, um, here's the here's the question. I've had a couple of a couple of ideas rattling around in my head, and I, what I want to know is, would people like another T-shirt like we had in New Orleans and New York, or would we like a scarf? 
Intriguing. It's because I've got a, I've got a, I've got a scarf all, all made out, and it's, it's kind of planned. And if people would like that better, I would do that over a T-shirt. Also, um, you got a scarf guy, huh? Yeah, scarf. Oh, I'm, I'm a massive scarf guy. I love scarves. There you go. There you go. <laughs> also, um, would people prefer to do a beer trolley after? The match, or would they prefer to go to the beach? Does the beer trolley go to the beach? Is the real question near the beach? It, not, it, goes, <laughs> it goes through the brewery section of New York, of, 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 of Charleston. You think that would be like so an underserved uh, market, right? Putting your brewery on the beach. Um, you'd be surprised. There are two breweries on on different beaches, mm. so it's <laughs> I guess it might have, might be a zoning we, issue, I suppose. We do a lot of drinking down here in Charleston. <laughs> That's good. You're you're wetting the appetite. I assume we will be watching a Wednesday match somewhere in here, unfortunately, or perhaps. Yes, we'll be watching the Lincoln City match. Um, what I'm doing is right now I'm I'm prepping probably three or four different venues mm. to see if fielding they offers. can handle our crowd. <laughs> One of the bars is a very, very Liverpool crowd, and that's the last thing that I wanted to uh, to uh, uh, make us suffer. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to mingle with God's chosen people. <laughs> hey, well, you know, well, Jesus. you know. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> but there are five or six, five or six really good places that I'm contemplating doing. Um to watch the match uh one of which would be right on the beach and it would just be us wednesday nights so we wouldn't have to put up with anybody else i just i'm kind of i'm putting this out as feeler to mm. to see what people want to do well, you, well can... you should uh put together a, a brief description of each of those places i'm sure we can get stuff out on the socials for i mean so far that's sort of three questions out there for people um, can I ask you, Tom, where, where do you, uh, without going into way too many details, um, short answer, where, where should people be looking to stay? People should be looking to stay either on the peninsula or in Mount Pleasant. Um, because that is central to not only the beach, but also the downtown historical part of the city. It's also real easy access to North Charleston, uh, which is a really cool soccer part of town. Um, but yeah, Mount Pleasant, the peninsula, that's where people want to stay. I also want to know how many people would be up for if we all stayed in one place, if I could get a group rate in a hotel. How many people would be interested in that? Because I know that a lot of people would love to stay at a group rate in a hotel, but a lot of people don't want to stay with other Wednesdayites. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think the other question I know you brought up, I don't know if you're still considering it. I know I would certainly be down for experiencing it, but uh, did you figure out, is there a battery game that weekend? There is. Uh, there's Charleston battery game. It's supposed to be that weekend. Uh, and if we're at home, the USL hasn't broadcast their schedule yet, but the uh, Charleston Battery has already talked to me and said that we would be more than welcome 
to have our own section for that night. Uh, and and if who whoever isn't all footballed out would be able to uh, would be able to come out and, and celebrate at the Charleston Battery game that night. All right. Well, I'm in on that. <laughs> all right, Tommy. I'm sure we'll have you back on soon to plug more stuff. Well, you got some a lot to think about. Scarves, t-shirts, beer trolleys, the beach. Somewhere in there, a Wednesday game, unfortunately. But th- that's what the beer trolley is for, to basically erase any memories of it. Or to promote the memories of mm. it. <laughs> You're welcome to stick around, Tommy, of course, as we move on to the Cheltenham match. And as we always do. Oh, three. I should say, that burying the lead here, a 3-0 Wednesday win. My word is finishing because that's what we got it wasn't always pretty they rode their luck at times it kind of felt like one of those games where they were going to score in the third minute and not after that but you know they got i I think three really high quality finishes from you know three (laughs) important goal scorers for the team this year i gotta figure out what like fizz's like goal to minutes ratio is at this point because He's been coming off the bench for most of the last few matches, uh, really since uh, I guess Vox has kind of moved in, moved into his spot in the squad. I know Byers had a knock earlier, and now another one now. And I I can't really complain with his about his performance. You know, I I don't think he was great uh, against Plymouth, but again, that he was put in not in a in a particularly good position when they were trying to see out the game or whatever. But, man, he is pretty much... Uh, you cannot mark him at this level, as, as we saw for his goal. I, both in the, the first opportunity where he just basically shoved a Cheltenham player out of the way, trying to take a pass out of the back, and almost scored there, and then did a little dummy and just rifled it into the corner for a lovely third goal. Um, I don't know why I'm starting with that, but that was like kind of what stood out to me is with buyers out, he should be in the squad every week. Yeah. I, I think it's probably going to be a bit of a matchup thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I know they like box and, mm-hmm. and we saw, I think Plymouth was box and, and back. It's yeah. Um, with Baz push further up, you know, looking for some more defensive solidity, but I'm with you. I, I was glad to see fizz. I, I thought that was a well-timed sub. I'm still not quite sure that might has fully figured out where he best operates on the field in this squad. But um, again, kind of a, a weird spot to start. I, I actually thought, I know there was a lot of negativity around the game, just in the sense of, like you said, Jeff, uh, generally that, that is a Wednesday thing, right? Mm-hmm. You uh, you score three minutes in and then you, you know, muck it up the rest of the way before giving up a, a late equalizer. Uh, but I didn't really think we mucked it up. We didn't finish, but we completely dominated that team um you know uh, gregory hit that post windass had that uh volley that that almost dropped in windass mm. had another look um you know and, and they did have you know they had that weird sequence of back-to-back headers where yeah. stockdale had the save and the one floated over they had a couple balls in the box that we looked a little touchy on but i don't know man i i probably shouldn't be saying this but i i've been feeling once we get that early goal, I've been feeling very confident in, in these games against 
you know, your Fleetwoods and your Accringtons and your Markhams and all those teams that we should be putting away earlier than we have been. Yeah, and, and you know, Bannon had a great game overall, obviously. Yeah. And it was funny when the, uh, I, I like, it's where I am right now. When the ball, when the pass came to him, he might, he had already, he had run to the touchline to cross the ball in. It was like then tracking back as I didn't say Cheltenham broke, you know, it was the ball started going the other way and then drifted into space. So he'd already run a fair bit and the pass came into him and he, he turns. I look at how much space he has. I'm like, oh, he's scoring. Like I just had so much <laughs> confidence, but he, he, he's scoring from there. And sure enough, I mean, he peeled uh, the, I think it was the extended highlights had one from behind the goal, which doesn't get him like fully in shot, but you can see where he put the ball. And it's just like literally in the top, top corner, like a little bit what's higher. The, what's the phrase? Top bends? Yeah. Like That's... any, any higher and it's grazing the crossbar any further to the right and it's nicking the post and he just put it in like a completely un- unstoppable spot. Oh, and so comfortably. Right? Oh yeah. Just like, so just, it was just, just like, he dropped his yeah. foot on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's something else. Uh, having a great year too. I'm just trying yeah. to take a quick look. It looks like he's, uh, it's got three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, goals and assists right now. There's some people, uh, some people around the league who are putting up some serious numbers uh, so far. But uh, Baz has been as good as anybody in this league. So far it's not even that. Like I mean, he'll get his assists. Don't get me wrong. But the way he can just pull the strings in midfield, even when you know it's stuff that Lee. You know what do they want? You want to call it? Uh, what's I don't know what this has like important passes or whatever it is. Um, well, he's passing it nearly eighty percent. Yeah, and considering that he's touching the ball every single fucking time, and he's not yeah. exactly—he's not it's just like impressive. this isn't like Joey Pelopesi, right? Playing it back to the uh, <laughs> center back. He has some Hollywood balls in there, and he's putting stuff through the channels. Yeah. And yeah, you know. uh, he, he, he's still every, every game. I feel like there's a you know there's a there's a stretch or two where he starts to you know maybe drift in in ways that have have caused his game to suffer in the past and, and every game this year after a minute or two he's settled himself back down yeah. and gone back to playing in control and just completely I mean, bossing this league there have been games where teams have set up to take him out of the game and take him out of the game but i mean he's forcing teams to set up that way right and like the fact that wednesday can't find another way through is hasn't part of the problem but you know he is the you know the fulcrum of how Wednesday want to play and when he's playing like this you know you get you get three no wins against Cheltenham that's just uh, they, they, they can't stand up to that kind of you know constant attacking pressure he puts on them with his passing well I think that was a lot of the consternation when he was taken out in the Plymouth game right the, well, the other thing can do, right, when you are away. trying to see the other thing is, yeah, he's a safety valve, right? Because he can get the ball, he can do his little Cruyff turns in space <laughs> or, or knock it wide. He had, like, one-touch passing. The one-touch passing in this game, I thought, was, especially in the first half, uh, in the first 20 minutes or so, was just... just well, you can tell the, these yeah. guys are getting more and more comfortable with yeah. each other, um, which is nice to see. By the way, just looking at stats, uh, who's, who scored uh, .com? as a stat they call key passes which Mm -hmm. uh i'm not finding a glossary but Mm -hmm. as it as one does when they look at statistics i I think if you know the game you get a pretty good idea of what it's looking for uh second in the league uh is uh 
Sean McConville at Accrington with uh, 2.9 key passes per game. Baz is at 3.6. So he's pretty clearly, you know, being the, you know, as dominant as anybody in the league with the ball um, as a force this year. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, another game that he, he showed his true, his true mastery right now. It's too good for this league, man. So I don't have too much else from here. Uh, I thought they defended. I mean, again, they rode their luck at times, but I thought uh, I thought Ahikwa had a great game at the back, just heading everything out of trouble. Now I thought Palmer and Johnson had good games again. You know, you can't really uh, can't really couple with the overall team performance, even if it wasn't as quite as uh, clinical in the first half. They didn't really drop the hammer maybe when they had opportunities to, uh-huh. but, but that's Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think a good nice response to see McGinnis all in all get time, in the right? Plymouth game. Yeah, good to see McGinnis get time as well. And uh, yeah, you just move on to Cambridge. As we said last week, this is a this is a soft part of the schedule, and they're going to have to like nobody in the top three is losing, so they're going to have to keep winning points uh, if they want to keep pace over the next uh, four to six weeks. So, well, it kind of looks to me, uh, you know, just having been you know looking right now, the the gap really is with with Wednesday, Ipswich, and uh, Plymouth. Um, you know, I, Peterborough, Portsmouth, Barnsley. I, I don't know if I trust Bolton, but Wednesday is right there between that top two and yeah. uh, that next group. Um, and you're right, this is the this is the soft part of the schedule. Um, let's get it done. And, you know, credit, credit where it's due. Uh, you know, they play... Wickham in one, they played Port Vale in one, they played Cheltenham in one. Wasn't always pretty, no. um, but they they're getting those points. And and to me, Cambridge is another one of those uh, another one of those games that, that fits the category. You know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about them in the preview, but it's that same thing. It's a League One side. Um, you know, they got Lincoln City in there. They got Bristol Rovers. Like they they. I, I don't care how ugly it ends up being. Uh, that right, was especially, I'm, I assume, you yeah. be pretty happy with that. I assume on the road, you know, at Cambridge and at Lincoln, they're going to play, in a, and even at home, they're going to play in a certain way, and when's they're going to have to deal with that? So, we'll see how it goes. For now, we'll take a break. We come back, cover the Wednesday news, and preview the Cambridge game, and absolutely do not preview the Pizza Cup game against the Leicester Under-21s. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And a little bit of news today. The club has posted a vacancy for their finance manager. That is a job you can apply for. Um, if you are a particularly snarky Wednesday fan, I think you can probably say some things about that. But I will I will leave those to your imagination. But if you're interested in being Wednesday's finance manager, you can apply. Uh, there's a link to apply on their website as well as a full job description. Is that much else? Uh, we mentioned, we singled out, I did not know this before. We talked about it, but I singled out, or we singled out Bannon and, and Michael Heckway for their performances on Saturday. Both were in the team of the week for League One. Again, not a surprise, as Justin has said before, we should be having players in the team of the week more weeks than not. And, you know, a 3-0 win will get you there. 
uh, Liam Palmer has moved into the top 20 all-time appearances in a Sheffield Wednesday uh, kit. So again, good for Liam. And it's, it's kind of impressive, really, given how much, given how the you know the club is over 150 years old and how much more player movement there is nowadays than even 20 years ago that uh that you can get a player in the, the top 20 and an outfield player at that and your top 20 appearances it's staggering yeah. imagine if somebody said that to you in like yeah. 2015 yeah like hey liam palmer is going to be top 20 all-time wednesday appearances i mean he was he was getting booed off the pitch and yeah. ripped on social media up until you know two three years ago and he's uh i mean i you know well, the meaning of the word legend is uh, in reference to club legend is obviously very personal. I, I don't know if I, I call him club legend, but Christ, I, I, you know, people don't remember Liam Palmer for his career contribution to this club. You know, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. Well, speaking of club legends, we have dispatches from Austrian soccer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Patty, I think, put Patty, who, by the way, still refuses to come on the podcast, put this in the, the, the podcast group, the podcast chat, said, are you going to talk about this this week? And it was an Instagram post. I think it was, a, I think it was by Red Bull Salzburg. I don't remember. But it did mention that uh, Addie Newhue scored against Salzburg at the weekend for uh, SC Reinsdorf Alltag in the Austrian Bundesliga. I'm like, yeah. I looked at what, what Addy's up to. Let's take a little look. Uh, six goals and 10 appearances. Only eight starts, too. So six goals and eight starts. So he's, he's on form in the, uh, in the Austrian Bundesliga right now. So good for him. Always, always nice to see him bagging goals wherever he is. Uh, you got to feel like he could do a job at this league. Sure. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, it is what it is. He's moved on, but he's not. I, I, guess, I guess he's taller than Michael Smith. I don't know if he's as good in the air as good with the ball at his feet, or he's certainly not as mobile. I would assume at this point. Um, no, no, he never was. But yeah. man, I I loved his game, and he really brought I'm, himself. I'm a little introduced dis- himself am, right yeah, away. I'm a little disappointed we never got to see New Hugh in League One, and I know like the quality of the, of this league is. Certainly better overall, or at least I don't know. I think the quality is certainly better overall than you know 10 years ago once they were within it last. Oh, but for also, sure. Teams play more modern football by far than they were 10 years ago as well, you know, which even, would suit him despite his size. I mean, it would, but also like in the old like pub league route one crosses into the box, I feel like he would, and like defensemen just being able to muscle off defensemen and not getting called for fouls, he would like back like 28 goals or something just all like scrappy little rockets in the box the occasional header yeah i feel like he'd be a real uh, effective poacher at this level 10 years ago but it's not 10 years ago no and i i don't know i kind of i would think the current game would suit him uh, he's really good at moving in space mm. and, and creating space um getting to places he obviously finishing wasn't really his game mm-hmm. um but he was great with the ball at his feet and uh you know one twos and, and moving it I, I could see him being successful at this level maybe not if you had to play on that fucking port Vale pitch <laughs> but <laughs> uh yeah either way i 
I miss the guy. It always mm-hmm. bummed me that he uh, didn't like to be called Big Dave because I, I thought that was just one of my favorite bits of sort of Yorkshire humor to, you know, get a guy with a difficult name to pronounce and just say, fuck it, we'll call him Big Dave. Um, and it had a nice ring to it, but I understand why he didn't enjoy the name. So <laughs> we'll, we'll respect that. We move on now to only one picture in 2022 as Wednesday head to Cambridge. Take it away, Justin. Hey, another week we're playing the 14th place team in the league. (laughs) Five wins, a draw, and seven losses, Uh, although they have a minus eight goal difference, 15-4, 23 against. They're all right um, at home, uh, four wins, no ties, two losses with a zero goal difference, nine and nine. Um, but uh, what we're happy to see from them right now is that the form is atrocious. Uh, yes, it is. They are dead last in the form table. Uh, they lost and they lost and they won. And they lost and they lost and they lost. Um, so things are not going too well right now. Um, I'm sure that their coach, Mark Bonner, who I'll chat briefly about, um, is quite unhappy. I, I peruse some Cambridge media and uh, team. The mood in the room is described as angry. So we'll see <laughs> if they're up for it. Um, another uh, interesting, much like the Cheltenham game, uh, very similar setup. We drew 1-1 at the Abbey Stadium last year in October when we were still getting our feet wet. And we played them in March and beat them 6 nothing at Hillsborough. So... Um, we really took it to them, and, and I'm kind of hoping we, we get there again. Uh, quick reminder, they are the U's, uh, probably my least favorite nickname in League One. Um, formed in 1912, uh, became Cambridge United in 1951, made the Football League in 1970. They have been a second division team in their history, um, but we're actually back into non-league uh, in the 2000s and came back up in 2014. Um, so they were in League Two for a while till Mark Bonner came along. And this is their manager. Pretty interesting story. We talked about it last year. But he was a fan of Cambridge United who got a job coaching in their academy as their U9 coach in 2011. Uh, seven years later, he was on the first team staff. And two years after that, he was the head coach of his boyhood club, um, having never played competitive uh, football. Uh, So what we'll see from Cambridge is does not sound super exciting. Um, He runs a 4-3-3 that when you have the ball, it's that double pivot, 4-2-3-1. And without the ball, they pack them back a 4-5-1. The way that they generally play is that they pack back into that 4-5-1 they really don't press. They wait for you to try to do something and then hit you on a long counter to uh, Jeff. Uh, I, I know you didn't look at the previews. No. Uh, do you recall the name of the uh, Cambridge United striker with the most League One name in League One? Uh, no. And I still think the actual most League One striker name is Alfie May, but who is the Cambridge Alfie May is up there, but it is not Joe Ironside. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Joe Ironside is the best. So Joe Ironside leads the team in goals with uh, four. And what they like to do is drop back, you know, nine players and make a real quick long ball out to him. Either they're two defensive central midfielders or they're two uh, center backs. This is 
generally how they they get it up long to him he's quite good at holding up play and that allows the other front three to quickly advance um and and put it on net uh when they were in league two they were known for their sort of free-flowing expansive play but since they've been up in league one against much larger squads uh bonner's been playing more passively uh couple other names to look for of that other front three uh, behind Joe Ironside. Harvey Nibs, another great uh, League One Englishman name. Uh, three goals, two assists. He's in the middle with uh, Sam Smith, four goals on the right. And uh, Shiloh Tracy, three assists on the left. Um, those two defensive central midfielders are Paul Digby and Adam May, uh, both with key passes. Those guys move the ball. And uh, their their center backs uh, are solid at moving the ball, although it looks like Lloyd-Jones is uh, not only better, but quite a beast in the air, although not quite at the Joe Ironside level. Um, So again, this is Jeff where like, (laughs) I feel like we could almost just copy and paste these previews. It's a mid to lower table, smaller team uh, who's going to pack in and, dare us to try to beat them while they hit us on the counter. Uh, so far, that's worked out this year, so I feel fairly confident as opposed to years past. Uh, Justin, there's there's one other game at midweek. Uh, Wednesday, play the uh, Leicester City Under-21s in the final group stage match of the Papa John's Trophy. Uh, do you have anything for us on that? I do not. Um, I no, I, I'm actually. The game does not exist in my head. Are you going to watch it? No, no, fuck no. I yeah, I guess we're not previewing this match to be clear. But would you just like send like I don't know like Bailey Katamateri and whoever else like send the guys play the kids play the under twenty threes? Yes, I would. I would put our under twenty one squad out there, like Crowded or you know under twenty threes, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's 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 a mad, but. You know, we've been using this. I, I get that for Darren Moore, it's an opportunity to, to give some players time. The, the problem that got us the last time we did it is he changed 10 guys. At, at that point, you're just throwing everybody in, into a mixer. Uh, you know, if you really wanted to use this game, you'd play, you know, you'd rest Gregory uh, for sure. You'd rest Bannon for sure. Um, you know, anybody just coming back like McGinnis, you'd probably rest them. But otherwise, you try some different combinations of, uh, of players. What how does, uh, say, Vox, Fizz, and Backinson work in the midfield? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, is, is a Dennerin close to, you know, whatever it is. You, you try situations. Can Liam Palmer play on the left side if need be? Uh, I believe he can, but why not give him a run out? Uh, maybe maybe that makes the game worthwhile. But that makes it worthwhile. Callum Patterson person. at center back again. Yeah, I just, yeah, that that's that's no good. Like, that, that serves us no purpose. Uh, that only, this game is for... Darren Moore to possibly find out about some guys. I I don't give a shit. I'll probably watch it. What else am I going to do on a Tuesday lunch? True, it's good whatever. timing for you. I I have to like yeah. hustle my commute home, and then yeah. my uh, with hockey season, my afternoons are pretty busy, so I have to go out of my way to watch games, which I usually do. But I assume I'll listen or something. I don't know. I just don't give a shit. Yeah. It's the most exhibition game of exhibition games. Well, so we no. may or we may or may not recap it uh, next episode. But this week, you've been listening to episode 192 of the Owls Americast. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. 
Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Owls Americas. Hit us up on any of those uh, channels. If you have a strong scarf versus t-shirt or beach versus beer trolley presence. Or just to say hi. Our podcast intro and bumpers are fellow Wednesday as driven to the makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no long way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls of Americas, we ask that you rate and review the show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. I know you're not going to watch it, Justin, but an official prediction for the Papa John's Trophy against Alistair uh, City Under No, you know what I'd rather do is uh, let you know that I came to agree with you on the shittiest style of pizza. We're going without two. Yeah, you threw out Altoona, and I looked at it and said, that's pretty bad, but I feel like there's worse. I actually spent a good 25 minutes Do you uh, into the quad, the quad Cities pizza, which is also a thing? Yeah, you know what? I tell you what, that, I didn't that was bad. too bad. I, I, like, I, no. You could do it well, right? You cannot do Altoona pizza. I think well. so. For no. People that, uh, well, people that don't know what Altoona-style pizza is, and why would you unless you lived in uh, – central pennsylvania and really really desperate at 1 a.m after a night of drinking which is i assume i'm not even sure i could that uh Fucking I, i'm salami. reliably informed by uh, someone that has drank a fair bit in that region of pennsylvania that it actually is good drunk food but <laughs> it's like a sicilian style square slice <laughs> but uh yeah so pizza sauce or your your tomato your regular i assume a fairly bog standard tomato or, or, or pizza sauce uh, oh there's no way that thing has flavor no no but the, like the, that's straight out of the can sauce man right uh green bell peppers salami <laughs> and covered in american cheese jeff it's not just covered in american cheese uh-huh. it's covered in a peel off the plastic right. wrapper 64 so, slices yes. of american cheese historically that is be, historically that's not fucking Velveeta, i guess which also is not cheese oh, but it's a different kind worse. of different this kind is, of not cheese this is yeah. This is an absolute abomination. This People, is that yes. is not. It's not pizza. Sometime in the it's called Altoona pizza because it originated in the or Altoona style it originated in the Altoona hotel. Uh, a sweet tomato sauce is referred to as. Okay, sure. I don't know what that means. Um, it you know, doesn't my, sound like it's good. my grandmother Sicilian. She put a uh, she put sugar in her tomato sauce, as you would do well, to cut, cut the acidity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's that's well, that's pretty bad. It's pretty. I was gonna shit on the St. Louis one. That's always been my choice, but yeah. I think Altoona, Altoona yeah. takes it. So uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Pedernostro, and I'm gonna sit down, uh, celebrate the last game of the hopefully the last game ever of the of Wednesday of the Pizza Cup in style, with a nice high quality white clam pie, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>